This is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports. You're listening to TGI Sports Talk with your host, Keith Angle, on Northeast Streaming Sports. Good morning, everybody. Keith Angle for TGI Sports Talks. Are you serious? Right here on the Northeast Streaming Sports Network. I'll be joined by my co-host, the Mad New Yorker, in just a bit. We're going to talk some NBA playoffs and other news and NHL uh, Stanley Cup playoffs and some other news uh, around the league. I'm sure Carl's will be very happy about one coaching development this past week. Um, I want to thank again, as I always do, all of our uh, groups that allow us to share it. Obviously, some different groups will get it today as we're talking some topics we haven't talked about in a while. So I thank you. You'll definitely have some good content to uh, share with your your members. Um, and also, we're live right now on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. You can always catch us on all of those when we're live, and then we'll replay this uh, episode at noontime on Roku. Get those Roku uh, devices downloaded. Get those Roku uh, TVs fired up and download Northeast Streaming Sports. We're really growing in leaps and bounds, both on Facebook and the, and the social media uh, outlets and Roku. So thank you for all of that. Um, I also want to mention that I'm going to play the uh, play the 30-second spot for the uh, Dream Ride experience here in a little bit. It's an event that uh, Northeast Streaming Sports will be a major sponsor of coming up uh, in August, the 26th, 27th, and 28th. And it is a great uh, uh, a great uh, event that raises money for the Homeland Foundation in, uh, I want to say, Farmingdale, Connecticut. I hope I got that right. But real quick, let me play this, and I'll probably play it on the way out today as well. And I want to uh, just give you guys a chance to take a look at this for a second, and we'll get to your comments and bring in Carlos. The Hometown Foundation is excited to bring back the Dream Ride Experience, August 26th to the 28th at Connecticut's Farmington Polo Club. Join us in celebrating the accomplishments of our Dream Riders while enjoying live music, a car and motorcycle show, family fun zone, pet adoptions, canine demonstrations, the Fireman's Chili Cook-Off, and much, much more. Get your tickets today. All right. So, again, a great uh, uh, event and a uh, good cause. So, please consider taking a ride out there or just donating. It's a great cause, and Northeast Streaming Sports is solidly behind this event. So, thank you. Quick good morning, Dave Gayette. Good morning. Go Yankees. We won't get a lot of Yankees talking today, but watch my vlog later. Uh, Dave, I'll probably have to do some mea culpa, at least early in the season. I will do a little mea culpa and uh, admit I've been wrong up until now, and we'll see. I don't do that a lot. <laughs> Actually, I do. I have to do it a lot. And good morning to Alan. With no further ado, let me bring in the pre-before-mentioned the mad New Yorker, Carlos Chavez. Good morning, Carlos. How are you? Good morning, Keith. Good morning, everyone. How's it going? Oh, it's going well. It's been a long week. A lot of stuff going on, as we just talked about. You know, it's hard to get some sleep here uh, these days. Uh, I get long about, night in sports. I get about four hours a night, it seems. And uh, <laughs> But, you know, to work and, and have play, work and play and have fun doing this, we got to try to stay updated. So we want to talk a lot today about uh, a lot. The show will be the NBA and the NHL, basically, um, because we haven't really touched on it a lot. And we're, we're fully into the NBA playoffs, the NHL uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Let's take a look real quick, Carlos. Uh, you know, if you want to chat a little bit about your quick takeaways from me, we'll start with the NBA. All right. Uh, let's... Let me change my, my uh, banner while you're, while you're speaking. What's your quick takeaway so far? And we'll look at some of the series more in depth. But what's your quick takeaway so far? Yeah, so Philly is in a bad state of basketball mind right now, right? They don't know what they're going to do with these players that they have on their roster that are costing them so much, not just in money, but in games as well. Uh, you can't go in, uh, in such a high seat in the playoffs and not, you know, and well, they didn't go in a high, high, high seat, but they went with high hopes and, and perform like they did. Um, it's almost like they didn't have a performance. Like these, these guys were coming out in the first and second half and, and then they forgot about the third and the fourth quarters. Um, you know, the Heat did a good job as a team. Spolstra yeah. has them uh, 
being more involved with each other, even though they've got a few players there that, that look like um, they could probably carry the team on their own, even someone like Butler. But they, they play good. They, they move the ball around a lot. They play great defense as a team, and, and they look like they're going to be a, a good com- uh, competitive team for the next team that, that they're going to match up against. So, yeah, In that regard, I mean, you know, this series, of the Heat did go down last night to the uh, – I'm sorry, the Heat did beat the 76ers, I should say, 99-90 to wrap up that series four games to two, as you, as you uh, kind of alluded to. Um, you know, that, that game that game was uh almost 22 points. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah, I score for sure. Yeah, for the last four minutes. And then, you know, uh, guys like Maxi, you know, just kept trying to put out, uh, you know, get some points to catch up. And then, um, you know, even Embiid made a few, few uh, plays here and there. But I mean, there was no Harden in, in the last 10 minutes of the game at all. So, you know, yeah, and you know it's funny the two big winners or the, the winners or losers here on, on the Philadelphia side. James Harden again gets traded to a team that wants that, that thinks he'll help. He will help get them over the hump, and he fails miserably as he has pretty much everywhere that he's gone. I mean, is Jim is James Harden a, a, a guy who is going to help a team ever get over the hump and and win a nat- uh, NBA championship? You know, look, there's there's a, a mentality out there amongst some NBA players, and it's not that they're not good. It's not that they can't play, but it's a mentality of that they they want to be the ones that are 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 going to go out and and get things done, and and they can't do it on their own. Like it's a it's a sport that is a team, uh, you know, that you need a team to do to complete and compete, right? Like um, players like same thing like Carmelo Anthony. Uh, you, you you know some of these guys they have a lot of skills individual skills and it's great and you can see it on the court uh and even even a guy like LeBron James like, but you can't go out there and win a basketball game on your own you can't you can't do it that's it's right. a, there's five people on the court for a reason if it was one on one basketball you guys can do anything you want to do when you want to do it that's that's fine and dandy but that's on the on the black tops man this is an NBA basketball and and things happen with different teams, and different teams do different things. And you know, everybody talks about all oh, these coaches; they're not adjusting, or the players are not doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah, because they're you know they get stuck in the mind that they want to be the guy, they want to be the man to take the game over. And sometimes, you know that that won't be able to happen because it's a team sport. So, yeah. You know. And on the other side, Jimmy Butler. I mean, the Heat are in the uh, conference finals for I think the second time in three years. They they went to the finals uh, during the COVID right uh, bubble season. Uh, Jimmy Butler, I mean, he may, up until now, may have been viewed or is being viewed in a similar way to James Harden. He's a guy who I think he's on a mission right now because he wants to prove they can win a championship and the window's closing for Jimmy Butler. I mean, I think this is the year they may finally, they could get there. I'm still a Bucks fan. I think Bucks have a great chance to repeat. But if Jimmy Butler's going to do it, this may be his best chance. What are your thoughts on Jimmy Butler up until now and how we, you know, that that comparison with James Harden and some of those other guys who maybe couldn't get over the top, right? Like so, uh, even a team like the Heat are they have a little bit more balance, right? You have uh, someone like Hero, um, who's um, you know play, uh, one of the best players on the team as well. Like to balance him out, like you have other people there that are that have a team minded and team goals, like so that helps a lot when you're. On a team, and it's just let's say it's three of you, and you guys are the ones saying, "Hey, we're gonna take this game over." You know that only can happen if those three guys are like on the same page and play it hard together. Like you know what you saw at the Cleveland uh, with LeBron and, and also in in, in Miami. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think Butler sees that he's he's not LeBron James, and he's not you know he don't have the same teams, but there there are guys there that can play at a high level and compete. And that's important, you know. Um, he he left, and they Philly got rid of him for a reason, right? You know, and and was, was that good? Was that good? Was it bad? At the end, of the day, it doesn't matter. But Philly needs to do that again. They need to put the reset button. I've been saying it for the last two two seasons. I've said it on the Mac and Jack show. I've been talking to Rob, uh, Rob Butler about it. It's like, and Embiid is not a puzzle piece that you want to start with. He's not. He's he, he's a component on a that should no, be on he's a, not on a court enough either. I you mean. know, and and uh, uh, yeah, you know, the best availability is you know uh, is to be to be on the court and, and and be able to play. But not just that. Is is his intensity is good when he when he when he's you know when he's moving forward and he's making you know his points and he's playing good defense. But then. 
there's there's parts in the third and fourth quarter that I've been watching these games, and, and you see that he he's either too tired because he's been carrying a team for the first two halves, for the first two quarters in the second half, into the second half, or what happens is that um, he he's he's scoring, but then the other t- the team's not involved, right? Right. So you know he's, if he's scoring, who's who's giving you defense, right? Because he, he he's not going to be running back and forth to to put up those deep. I've seen us yesterday and watching the game and he's like hanging around the three point line, you know, making, you know, picks and stuff. But, you know, if you're that the man, if you're a center, you're that, that position is called center for a reason. If you're not on the inside, you know, on the defense, you, you know, you're, you're hurting your team, you know, cause he's, he's the one who's got all the height on the team. Right. And he's not even on the inside on defense. Now on offense, he got a few offensive rebounds. I can't, I can't negate that. Cause you know, he's got them on, on his stats and everything, but those offensive rebounds are, are, Oh, um, are okay. Um, the defensive rebounds are okay, but even on your offense, you need to be involved, right? Uh, to get rebounds as well. So you know he needs to uh, find a little bit more balance in his game, right? And and he needs uh, to have a little bit more intensity when it matters, not in the beginning of the game, but like throughout the game, you know. So, you know, I also uh, I, I I look at at Philadelphia a little bit like I look at the, at the Nets. This team they're just poorly constructed and they need to be kind of blown up. I think maybe. Maybe coaches as well. Doc Rivers could look for another job here. <laughs> this has kind of been his mo. You know, he gets to he gets teams to a certain point. Now he did win a championship with with Boston. Right. He can only get the Clippers to a certain point, and then he looked for another opportunity. And he may do that here. I think. Yeah, I think. Well, on on in this team, I don't think it's his fault. I'm not saying much. it is. I'm not saying right. it is. Um, he came in, and I've been telling even J- Jamie Pags, who's you know uh, the Philly sports guy, I was like, listen, nobody's listening to him. Doc Rivers is saying things and they're just like looking at him and then they go on the court and they do something different. Wow. Like, you know, and that's, that's part of what's, that's part of what the culture has been for the last three seasons. Like nobody's listening to the coaches. The teams are trying uh, that those teams are doing what they want to do. Those players are doing what they want to do. It's not panning out for them. You can't play an isolation game as much as that's kind of the NBA right now, but all the whole game through, you can't do it. The inmates are running the asylum and it's, it is pervasive, pervasive, through the, or, I can't say the word. Apparently, I shouldn't try to say that word. Um, it is running rampant throughout the league. Uh, this type of behavior, and it, I mean, I'm not saying it's not. In a way, it is. The, if the, the coach needs to be strong enough to to harness that, but it's not just Doc Rivers. You're right; it's happening around the league. And if he leaves, I, I think it'll be of his own accord. I don't think he's going to get relieved of his duties, but he may look for another opportunity because, again, that's kind of Doc's mo. Let me flip to Eric uh, Spalestra. Uh, this is one I think Eric Spolester is one of the most underrated coaches, maybe in the history of, of, of basketball. Nobody ever talks about what a great coach Eric Spolester is, but this guy's been to five championship series yeah. and won three of them. I'm sorry, two of them. Two, two. Um, and he may very well get there again. I mean, this guy is an underrated coach in my mind and needs to get his due. Yeah, well, here's the thing with a, a guy like – Pat Riley um, on top, you know, running things in, in Miami as far as uh, being uh, being part of that leadership team. It's hard for Spolster to get his due, right? Because, you know, um, yeah. Pat Riley make, makes moves, right? And, um, and, you know, the best move that he's made is to keep Spolster there. The stability, the, 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 um, um, the culture, every, everything's there for Miami in the taking. Uh, even some of these guys that have been to – and gone through Miami, they've been developed, you know, they come out and they go to other teams. It's not, you know, it's not the same thing, not always, but, um, you know, Spolstra and, and, and the group of coaches that he has over there and, and, you know, some that have come in and come back, it's a good, it's a good place to be, to play basketball, to learn about defense, to learn how to control the game. And if you're not in that, if you're not willing to be open-minded and, and, and listen and and be part of what he's trying to you know trying to put out on the court then it, yeah it's not going to work out you know and i think that's one thing that made lebron uncomfortable um as, as well as some of the you know some of those older guys is that you know he they want to do more right you always want to do more than what what's you know what's what's available right and um and it's a good thing that he didn't he didn't they didn't move him and it's a good thing that lebron moved away from miami cuz it, it's helped them stay in yeah. the hunt yeah, it's funny. I can't believe he's been there like, you know, almost 14 years, uh, 13 or 14 years. I remember him getting named coach and going, who's this guy? And he looked like a, a kid. And 
he's been here 14 years and become one of the great coaches. And I think he's only had one season with a losing record. So that's a. But but look, if you if you if you see the. Good. If if you see how the teams have been reacted to him, you know they 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 kind of give him this look like, yo, come on, we're on the court, we're the ones playing. But you know he makes he makes his points. Right. He, he puts yeah. it out there and he might not, you know, look like a guy that you want to listen to. But at the end of the day, he, he, you know, they do listen to him. And and as much as they're angry about how his approaches sometimes, because he's uh, he's actually very verbal, you know, like um, he, he makes he makes some moves. Right. He makes good moves. Yeah. And, I, you know, Alan's point here about the teams that have solid team play, both the teams that go rogue. I mean. Look at the teams that have won. The teams that got to the final last year, I thought were well coached um, and listened to their coaches and didn't just – they stayed within the game plan that was was uh, instituted. And there's a lot of complaints about no defense. But last year's finals with Phoenix and, and, and Milwaukee, while there was some really good offensive play. It was a defensive battle. Some of the games were de- decided by great defensive plays. Um, and, and it's no <laughs> – to me, it's no coincidence, as, as Alan alludes to, that – Miami's consistently here in the hunt. Miami's in the hunt. The Warriors are back in the hunt now that they're healthy because they're well coached and they play within a team system. The Phoenix Suns, you, I know you're always uh, uh, talking about the praises of Monty Williams, so I don't think it's a uh, yeah. See, uh, so <laughs> and, and last night, Mon- Monty's didn't matter what Monty said. You know, CP3, he wasn't hitting. He wouldn't hit any shots. Uh, Booker was out of the game mentally. Um, Crawford was just. You know, hitting people at, towards the end of the game, he was you know slamming. He he slammed um, the Frenchman uh, straight Nikita on the on the ground. Like you know, again, the coaches can only do so much. They're not on the court, but you want your coach to be you know to be to give you the opportunity to help you get over that the hump when when your teams are going on runs. And Monty Williams can do nothing with the way these players checked out you know towards the end of the fourth quarter now i say checked out because what happens was that you know um the mavs jason kidd just gave the ball to um um i don't want to say his name wrong it's, i'm sorry i slipped my mind but he just gave made the guy just go ahead and run run the run the game and nobody could stop him yeah um, I was just, I can't remember his name. Um, I'll find his name here for you. Uh, Don Donkin Don Don Hitch. Yeah, right. Jason Kidd's a, Jason Kidd's not a bad basketball coach, but no. his teams seem to go rogue and go out on their own a lot. That's why Jason Kidd's been around this. You know, he's had a few jobs now, and he keeps yeah. bouncing around the league because I think I think his message uh, is kind of just rolls the ball out there and says go play basketball. Yeah, well, no, well Don Don Donch, like he he took over the game. As a player, like uh, he, he was playing defense and offense, and, and the offense that he was playing, nobody was able to stop him without fouling. You know? So, well, if um, you get a guy at fire like that, you do have to just keep feeding those back. Yeah, so so Jason Kidd did, did right by him by saying, "Well, this guy's putting it on his shoulders, you know, and he's going to try to do the best he can." And again, well, he scored like thirty points again, and that's like the thirteenth playoff game or something like in the that he's he's gone thirty points. So yeah. You know, uh, you know, I'm not. You know, it's interesting. This game, this series has been interesting because the games haven't been particularly close, um, any of them. And I mean, the last two have been blowouts. Uh, you know, for the Suns in Game Five and the Mavericks in Game in Game uh, Six. So <laughs> this uh, Game Sevens, and we're jumping around a little bit. I plan to stay in the Eastern Conference, but since we went here, um, Game Seven is going to be at the Suns, and I think I think these teams have pretty much held held. Uh, Held serve on their home court, so the Suns obviously have an advantage. Come uh, come Sunday, do you think they're going to uh, win this game seven? I do. They, no, so th- the problem is that these guys need to get their head out of the clouds and and focus on on the team aspect of it, right? And attack the basket and not just sh- start going on a shooting range, right? Because um, what happens with the Suns is when they get cold shooting, they they don't attack the basket; they just keep trying to shoot till they get hot again. And uh, Monty Williams, he needs to recognize that. Look at look at Donich, yeah, yeah. Um, thanks, Alan. Um, so it's like, you know, you, and I, I'm, I'm, sadly, the games are, are like that more and more these days. And in, in the NBA, is like guys are shooting, and if they're not, if they're cold, they keep shooting to get hot, and that's a terrible gameplay. But 
you know, um, these coaches are telling these guys, attack the basket, get fouls, you know, and players keep going down the court, pass the ball twice, and they're shooting up, you know, shots left and right. And and what happens is that you, you give the other team a chance to rest, right? Um, the, you know, you don't, they don't have to play defense that hard. And and so they're given opportunities. When, that's why you see these landslide games like that. And, um, and it's terrible, but, you know, if the Suns can play good team ball, have – have CP3 sh- shoot the basket, attack the basket, do his little floaters, do his jump shots, and if Booker can come in and just attack the basket and 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 try to get fouls, they'll win the game. But if Booker stands behind a three, tries to shoot his, his way to to a win, and then CP3 does the same thing, this team is going to fall to to Luca and and the rest of the Mavs who play pretty decent defense and who attack the basket and 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 score points. And I, I think their benches outplayed the Suns bench as well, which has been a big factor in the series. Yeah. Like that's a, that's what I'm saying. They keep they keep trying to shoot it back, shoot themselves back into the game and yeah. um I, I don't think that's a coaching thing. I think that's a mental thing like sometimes like, yeah, guys sometimes feel like they have a shot and they can make it and you know they're past the 12 foot, you know, then to 18 feet range and then all of a sudden they they miss this shot that they think it's simple. But at the end of the day, it's the closer you are to the basket, the, the, the better chance you are making it, right? All that said, I think Chris Ball takes control of this game on Sunday and the Phoenix Suns win at home. Um, and I think Monty Williams has a bit of a coaching advantage over Jason Kidd. I just do. Monty Williams is a, a great yeah. coach. Well, yeah, well, his advantage is having players like CP3 and like Booker who can who can keep you in the games and get you back into games. But if you don't play the game, if you guys aren't on the same page, you know, and, uh, and, and play that defense on the back end, you know they're going to be sitting looking at each other again and be, and wondering why they why they when why they're not in, in, in the finals, right? Yeah. And before I move on from from this series, um, I need to touch on the, the whole uh, issue with the fan and and Chris Paul oh, and Paul's mom. I mean, you know, I, I I've gone off on this topic many times in the past and had specific logs about it. Fans need to stop this nonsense. You pay, I don't give a crap if you pay $10,000 for that seat. You do not have the right to do the things, anything you want in that arena. You can't be right to, you can boo, you can do whatever you want. Yes, you can't throw things at players. You can't throw racial epithets at players. You can't harass their families in the stands. Start acting like a, a like the, the uh, civil people that we're supposed to be here in this country. And it, it's nonsense. And I hope this guy gets banned for life from, from the, from the, uh, from the arena. What are you, any thoughts you want to add there? Yeah. So, you know, fans are going to be fans and there's good fans. There's terrible fans. I mean, there's in between. Sometimes you, sometimes you feel like, you know, going out there and screaming at players, you know, it's after work. You had a few, a few drinks, but at the end of the day, like, um, I think one of the things that these stadiums and, and, and the personnel that the security that are working there, my thing is there's less and less every year I feel like. Um, and when there's, when people don't feel like there's any, any presence of authority around, they're going to do what they want to do. And uh, you know, and, and it, it just becomes a, 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 a snowball effect. And, yeah. You know, I, I feel like there should be more personnel in the stadiums. There should be more policing, you know, um, just to keep, just to make fans, know and aware that they're around right and when when you just have event staff on a shirt man i tell you what they don't make nobody feel at all who's intimidated by a guy in an event shirt nobody (laughs) yeah so uh they need to get some real police officers out there and patrolling just to just to give that uh the security a a, a boost you know so and that i feel like that's happened less and less the more i go to some of these games well it there isn't at least publicly, we don't know about the stories like we had last year and during the COVID season with some really bad, bad uh, scenes. So it's, maybe it's, it's stopped a little bit. Well, we saw a bad scene in Yankee Stadium a few weeks ago. But, these, you know, ban these guys. Alan's saying he did get a ban. I hope it's a lifetime ban from all NBA games. Um, just it's like not all. I think he's just a team. What's that? I don't think it's all. I, I think he, he got banned, but I don't think it's for, like, from all the games in the NBA. I think it's just for that team. No, Okay. Well, again, essentially, where is he going to go? I mean, yeah. is he going to travel to all the Suns' home games? The guys are spending all his money in beer, obviously, so I don't think it's that big a deal. Um, guys, just as I move up back, I'm going to move back to the uh, Eastern Conference to talk about Milwaukee and, and the Celtics. And, guys, I did notice some of your comments about the, 
the the NFL schedule, and I'll get to it. I promise. Sat, Sunday we'll talk about the NFL schedule, and I'll answer your questions about the Pat schedule. I know Alan sent me some message about the Cowboys, and Dave's asking about it. We'll get into it on the Sunday stream as consciousness, and I think maybe next week, Carlos, we you and I may tackle that subject as well. So that's the only reason I haven't shown that those questions, guys. So anyway, and and uh, yes, uh, Carlos, I'm sorry, uh, Alan's uh, qualifying just Mavs games. So I, yeah. I get that. I mean. It's probably different to ban him from the the entire NBA, but to ban him from from his home arena is enough for me. Let's move back to the Eastern Conference and talk about the team that I like a lot here uh, and have through the season. They struggled a bit through the regular season, the Bucks, and so did the Celtics. They got hot at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, they're going into Game Six tonight with the uh, with the uh, Bucks ahead three games to two. Celtics have played really well, blew out the Nets in the first round without even breaking a sweat, basically. Um, I just like the Bucks. I I love the, the the I just love the way this team is put together, uh, with with Giannis, and Drew Holiday, and Middleton, and you got everybody knows their role. Portis knows his role, um, and I just think they play team basketball as we talked about before. Again, it's different team basketball, and we're talking about the seventies Knicks. I get that, right? Still, right. the team looks different because they're faster and all this other stuff, but they do play a team concept. And I like the way they, they, I think they're set up to repeat here. It's, I think I would like to see them wrap this up uh, in game six and that go to game seven, but uh, I think they played very well and they've got a little bit of controversy hanging over them, which we'll talk about in a second, but what are your thoughts on this, on this uh, series up till now? Yeah. So it's a series cause Middleton is not playing it. Right. Um, but uh, being out is a, that caused some problems. Yeah, but um, look, Boston, you know, their biggest attribute is also one of their downfalls, right, is the speed. They're young and they're fast, and that's one of the things that kind of um, plays against them as well, is that they're young and they're fast. Um, and, Gian- and Giannis has been there before. He's got experience in the, in the whole team, and the Bucks team they have there. Um, they have experience. That bench needs for the Bucks needs to step up like they did last year a little bit yeah. more, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think they they get lost in the whole um, um, just just getting in, into the, the the speed of the game with Boston. I think um, when they come off the bench, it, it takes them a few minutes to get into the groove because Boston's younger and faster, and um, and they actually move the ball pretty well, uh, and and they shoot. That's another thing that's scary. That they they have a lot of shooters, you know, smart, and um, he's he's being he's playing very well, uh, Tatum. Can control can take control of the game with you know attacking the basket. So great player, yeah. So like the Bucks can they kind of like um you see them that they they kind of take a step back um when when it comes to their their bench start and after the six men start coming in the game they take some few to get into the game. Um, whereas last year they were the ones that sometimes set the tone to 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 get that going right. So uh, I think Boston's a little bit faster than them on on both the coming off um, the, to start the game and also their bench is a little bit quicker. But, again, they're younger. Uh, the coach has them in the game calling calling the right plays. So, I think the coach has done a great job you know, in, yeah. in, in stepping in here. And he, he Was he a net assistant? I he was he's coach, he coached in, um, in, um, in Europe, right? In Europe or – He's yeah, European coaches don't have a lot of success in the NBA either. <laughs> no, he, play, he played in Europe. He played yeah. in Europe. But, um, yeah, he's but been coaching. Great in Another great places. story for the Celtics is Al Horford returning to town. He was a star of game four, I think, with 30 <laughs> points. Yeah, I mean, I giggle because he's uh, he's a little bit older, a little bit longer than two. He's 90 years old, isn't he? <laughs> and, uh, but he's still in good shape. I mean, he he does his – he does the thing is that he does his job, right? He goes out there and, and, he, oh. and he, you know, he does his job and, and he's playing very – um, I swear, Alan's always reading my mind about what I'm going to say next. Uh, I didn't, I didn't see your comment before you put that up there, but it's a great point. As we pointed out, I love to see those kind of stories. Hey, Carlos, uh, how you doing? Morning. It's probably Carlos, my niece. Carlos's niece is, uh, wants to make sure she says good morning a few times here. Went through the uh, OKC rehab with Chris Paul, like Chris Paul did. <laughs> I guess he's talking about Al Holford. Yeah, you know, the coaches here are an interesting matchup. You got. Uh, I'll say his name wrong, of course. Adoku, Berhalter. Adoku from uh, from uh, Boston and and Bowden Bodenholz. I can't see either one of these guys' names. He was on the verge of getting fired last year before the playoffs with the Bucks. They go on a run, 
he not only saves his job, but wins the NBA championship. And now he's got a chance to possibly get to the finals and, and repeat again. And it shows you how tenuous the, the uh, job is in the NBA and how quickly you can turn from a bum to a hero. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, the, the thing about those two coaches is that they do affect their team. Um, and, and, and those coaches, the changes and the things that they do in, in the third and fourth quarter actually have a, matter and the teams no one matters right so yeah they play off they play off the players a, a little bit better than than any other you know other teams and other series um so um but you whoever wins this series is gonna is gonna be in trouble because the heat are getting a couple days rest right yeah agreed and that's one of the reasons i think the bucks really want to wrap this up in game six but i think it's gonna go seven it's probably gonna go seven because yeah, they, and I think the Bucks will prevail, and you'll get a heat heat Bucks. I will predict Bucks beating the South or the uh, Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals right now. Whoa! I predicted it before the playoffs started as well. Yeah, and I, I just think this is a great matchup that a lot of people tend to miss because they play first in the Eastern, you know, being in the Eastern Conference, and um, some people getting down to work in the West Coast or you know waiting to see their teams play in the West. But uh, this is this is a great matchup for the NBA. This is keeping eyes, you know, on, on TV. So let's go back out west quickly. Um, Golden Grizzlies, State, Golden State, State, and the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies and and Alan <laughs> talked about this earlier. You know, Golden State has a chance to shut them out and and win this series it's not happen. without John Morant, and they get blown out by about. I don't know, 40 points? And they were down 54 or 55 at one point in this game. How does that happen? I, I, I don't know. I just don't know how that happens. It's just, it's it's just great team. The Warriors. Well, so what the Memphis Grizzlies have done is they've won games without John Morant yep. uh, when he was injured in um, about 23 or 24 games, something like that. And um, and their players, they got three to four players that average 20, game, 20 points a game. So – um, and they've been doing that, you know, and consistently, and it's not anything new to them, right? And and they're not bench players; they're the starting team. So um, usually, you'll see maybe starters, maybe two or three starters, average 20, 25 points. But these guys, these are like three or four players that are averaging twenty five. And then, um, you know, now they're missing John Morant, and John Morant was just an energy booster after he came back from from um, from being injured. So. Uh, now he's back out again, so the team they already know how to respond, right? Um, and and they play good ball. They play great defense, man. They're yeah. they're young, they're fast. They're um, they kind of remind me of the D- Detroit Pistons uh, from the from the late '90s, early 2000s. Uh, they grind, they'll grind you out, and and you don't. Bad boys. Yeah, and you, no, no, the the. <laughs> The uh the one with uh oh Prince. you're talking about, I'm sorry you're that's right you're younger than me I I was no I know the bad boys there. but I'm talking about the Prince team with you know, I know who you're talking about yeah, yeah. Uh, so like um yeah you know I, they they because the the thing is that they'll attack the basket and they'll get those easy points but then if they get hot they'll start shooting shooting the ball too so uh it's a good it's a good team that people haven't really um some people have missed out on watching this season um. Because they they're because it's so you know they play such a good game team wise also uh, it might not be appealing to, to some guys to some well, players. To Marant, I don't really know, and Alan may know because he follows this, and you may. What's what's Morant's status for the rest of the game? I have or the rest of the series. I haven't really been able to find it. Is he playing in game? Is he ruled out for the series? Or is he he's ruled out for the series? So um, there was news coming out yesterday about what was going to happen for the rest of the, for the rest of the playoffs. So. Um, but I mean, he was he was coming from an injury, but he was still kind of, you know, um, fighting it off. I think he was playing a little hurt. He was um, there was games there where you could tell it during the end during the end before he got to the bench that he was on, you know, walking gingerly on it and he just looked tired, you know. So but, yeah, Alan's got him out indefinitely, so that's not yeah. a good thing. Now, if I'm the Warriors, as you, with the things you just said about them playing without Morant. Um, if I'm the Warriors, I better wrap this up tonight at home and not go back to Memphis uh, Monday. Yeah, so so Warriors have a problem, right? Um, they they take it too long to get um, to get hot to get shooting. Um, they have to play a little bit more defense than they used to. They're not as fast as they used to be. Um, even though now Wiggins is picking up his defense uh, out there, and uh, Thompson looks like he's starting to get his legs back. Um, but I mean. 
you know, <laughs> yo, it's it's funny to see some of these guys just looking and um and and Green just looks like he's you know just really out of his game, and then he talking to the ref, and that just taking him further out the game, and and so like you know, and then Curry is just there like he's gonna do what he, he has to do, but yeah, you know they're gonna they're playing good defense on him, so they got to move the ball right, so. Well, with that said, the Memphis Grizzlies are a great story. The Mavericks are a great story. I just think we're going to see a Suns-Warriors uh, final in the West, and I think the Warriors come out of there to face the Bucs. The they, they, they need to step up the game, that's for sure. And then, and the fact that they mention and the coach mentions it, that they have to try to look for shots, that's not – if I'm Memphis, I'm, I'm loving to hear that. You know, That's not good for Golden State at all. Yeah, and we'll we'll revisit this topic as we get uh, deeper into the playoffs as well. And I want if we have some time, we'll talk about some of the coaching uh, news. But let's jump into the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs a little bit as well. Uh, some of those series uh, now are not at, at three games apiece. A big game for the Rangers tonight, by the way. Big game uh, for the Rangers tonight. They, yeah. they staved off elimination the other night. Uh, the goaltender, who I'll, I won't print, try to pronounce his name. Uh, I'll let you do that for me. Uh stepped up a little bit, but I don't think that uh, Gallant can be very hesitant to yank him if he starts to struggle like he did the, the first four games or three. No, games. and it, 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 you can just call him Igor; it'll be okay. Uh, everybody, oh, there you go. Igor's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, he's okay. It's it's hard to say he's lights out, but he's a good he's a good goalkeeper. And, he's really uh, good, but and and that defense needs to step up the game like they did last game. Um, and and that. I I feel like that Crosby hit was legit, was legal. I do too. I, I was going to get into that, and I'm glad uh, you started it. So, he, I, he, I, yeah, he got hurt off of that, and I'm like, but there was no suspensions. Yeah, there wasn't anything, and you know, he just got he he just didn't have his head on a swivel, and he got caught. Um, and um, so I'm not sure when he'll be back. I'm not sure if he's back, but if he doesn't come back for two games, I, I don't feel like the Penguins can 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 get another win. Um. I mean, you saw him not being on, on on the ice, and you have players running into each other. I mean, it's yeah. crazy. Now, you know? so, he's been a Rangers killer for a long time. Well, but yeah, killed yeah. a lot of teams, but he's killed the Rangers for a lot of years. And I do think the hit was legit. Just a good hard hockey hit. You're going to get those. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know how guys get so up in arms, but I suppose, you know, if it went the other way, the Ranger fans would be up in arms as well. So No, it's not for none, too. Like, people kind of need to understand is Crosby is getting older. Yeah. So, you know, he's going to get caught. A few times, not you know, not with his head on a swivel because he's you know he's got to pick up the speed and he's got to you know he's he's trying to focus more because he's not as fast and quick as he used to be. I'm not taking nothing away from him; he's still a great player. I'm just saying that you know now that he's getting older, he's not going to be like you know quick and nimble like he used to be. So he's going to yeah. get caught with his head down, you know. Yeah, Alan, and I'm surprised. I am surprised as well. The, I mean, the key here has been the young players have struggled a bit in this series That's and true. haven't stepped up. And and maybe you know after four games they're 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 battle ready. Who knows? I hope they are. And the goaltending has been not spot on. So again, that's been the Rangers' problem here with the defense, right? Like uh, yeah. they the the older the older guys in, in in Pittsburgh have been able to make their runs, make the passes, um, and 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 push. The Rangers back a lot more on the defensive side and and make uh, Igor uncomfortable back there, right? Yeah. Um. So you know, the first game I think set the tone for the Penguins because they were able to take that that game to three overtimes and and that 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 right there gave them confidence and and the effect to the Rangers is like that kind of beat them down a little bit because they realized that being young and fast as much as it helped them this season. This had didn't benefit them to win that one game. So yeah, and I do know. think the league's got to do something to. And Jim Beringer has got a uh, article this uh, last couple of days in, in Full Press Hockey, and I would ask people to get out there and read it. I'll have it posted to the to the TGI Sports Talk page today. But he, one of the things he's talking about is the goalie interference has just been you know out of control in this uh, series, it, and it affected the Rangers uh, in Game One as well. Um, and I think it's something that the league has to take a look at is. Uh, uh, is is all this goalie interference that's going on, and find a way to uh, to address it? Yeah, no, I think it was the power uh, the the power play as well. They they really didn't do that well in the first two no, games. That, 
and they played the power play was their strength all year. So they played yeah. shorthanded well all year and they played right. well, you know, when they were out, they had the other team out, man. So it just hasn't stepped up in the playoffs. And as you said, I think the Rangers still do have a good chance to come back and win the series. If Crosby's out for those two games, for sure. Yeah, And they can't, they can't, you can't play uh hesitant, right? You just got to go out there and play a game. And that with, um, with, with those two games that the Penguins stole for that just took away from Rangers, just took them out mentally. And, and, you know, they just, this last game, it was good to see them, you know, get get back to snuff, right? So Yeah. Elsewhere in the East, uh, a couple of teams uh, that have monkeys, uh, kind of monkeys that get off their back as far as getting out of the early rounds of the playoffs, the, the Panthers and, and the uh, Maple Leafs, they're both both their series. And I think, the, I'm sorry, the Panthers have a three-game-to-two lead over the Capitals, mm-hmm. uh, and they play game six tonight. And then Toronto blew a chance to uh, – to wrap up their series last night with the uh, defending champion Tampa Bay Lightnings, and they're going to get a game seven. Um, I'm well, not a. Go ahead. I, I heard Mac and Jag talk about uh, Toronto and they're 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 backing them up, but I mean they were they were there last year, right? We saw them um, play last year, and um, you know they got. I feel like they were uh, um, because of the circumstance, they were able to get there and 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 be part of the you know some of the playoffs and and now this year they proven that they belong but now they're falling back into to the they're not fast enough they're not big enough um and and Tampa has a little bit more experience in them right well you know the champions are the champions until you beat them and, and right. they've shown right. they've shown great re- resilience they had a bad stretch you know near the end of the season and then they righted it the last 10 games or so and they went in with some momentum fell behind in this series and have stayed alive to force game seven. And there's nothing better in any sport in my mind than game seven. I love game sevens. I don't care what sport we're talking about. It's a lot of fun. These, these series will be a lot of fun. The ones that have gone to, well, I guess we only got one going to game seven so far, but we got potential for a bunch, but going to the Maple Leafs, what you said, I mean, they got one of the great young players in, in hockey and Austin Matthews, who's up for the heart award trophy again this year for the second year in a row, I believe. Nope. No, uh, no way Maple Leaf has won this award since like 1954, by the way. Amazing streak uh, of bad, uh, I guess, bad luck or or just not good players. Uh, but he's he's a tremendous player. And I think, you know, I think he, he he'll help them get over the top if they do. This team needs to get over this hump and win this playoff series or they're going to get this tag, which maybe they already have of teams that just can't, you know, do it when the games get important. And the biggest problem, Keith, is that they're the depth, right? Um, it's it's what's holding them back. Um, they're playing their lines a little bit too long because they don't yeah. have it. And you see Tampa, they have depth, and they don't have to they don't have to match up with yeah. Toronto the way you know the way that you know because of that. So um, they're playing to their advantage. And um, I, I know Matthew's good; he's a great player. Um, Toronto gets this game, this game seven a home Saturday at home, uh, at home so, as I said. So I think it's going to be a uh, is, is he a is he a answer. Crosby? That's that's the question out there right now, right? Is he some is he a kid like Crosby? Is he like is he like a Gretzky? Is he like is he going to be able to carry carry the team? This is a defining moment right. for Matthews. I agree. Game seven at home, <laughs> get over the hump against the defending champions, and now momentum can start to build. I think they get this monkey off their back. They could go deep in the playoffs. Yeah, see, I, I just. I want I want to see Toronto do better um, because it, having a Canadian team in the East represent the East is I feel like helps NHL a lot um, because it you know because of the effect that it has the Canadians have on NHL hockey but I mean man Tampa's Tampa's Tampa man so you know we'll 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 see if they're too long in the tooth right. Yeah, that's we'll that's see. the key. That's the key. But yeah. they're they got the experience, and they, and again, you're the you're the champion until you're not. Until so, someone knocks you off the pedestal, right? I, I I like the Maple Leafs' chances, but I'm not writing off the Lightning. I think it's going to be a great game, and I can't watch wait to watch it tomorrow. Yeah. Um, no. The other game where the, the other stairs we were talking about just now was the the Panthers against the Capitals, and the Panthers another team, huge regular season, but they've had right. them before and stumbled in the playoffs. They're up three games to two. Um, they're at Washington tonight. Um, I think the Panthers will get by this, but I think it may go to game seven. Uh, whenever that's played, it's not, there's no date announced for that uh, game seven, if it should be needed. We'll see the, the caps are the capitals, right? They're, 
the stand, they're getting into the game, they, they're grinding them out, and um, the Panthers are trying to finesse their way <laughs> out of the situation. And it's that's not how that works in playoffs, uh, in the playoffs in the NHL, right? You can't just you know shoot your, you shoot yourself out and have a nice game, quick and fun and easy. That's not how that works, especially with a team like the like the Washington Capitals. Um, and and you see that 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 offense and that defense and even the goalkeeping come coming back to life. And yeah. Washington, it's not good. That's not good for the Plan- Panthers, bro. Um, but you know, hey, this is the playoffs, man. This is another. It's another season, right? And and they gotta kind of turn it up. If not, yeah, I was wrong get- when I said earlier. There's only one game seven so far. Right now, there's three because the Bruins and and uh, the Hurricanes and the Hurricanes are going to go to game seven on Saturday tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, this has been a, a a very good series. Um, yeah, I was I was. I'm a little bit surprised. Go ahead. I was a little surprised that the that the Bruins came back on this one, but um, you know, yeah. I felt like the Hurricanes. You know, I think they missed their chance. <laughs> you know, you, you sometimes you let, let a team linger too long, and and it can bite you in the butt, man. Um, uh, this is gonna be a good game. <laughs> Bruins are a scrappy team. They don't. There's not. A lot know, there's no quitting that so, team, man. Yeah. So. so. A lot of teams would have laid down here, I think, and they did not. So that'll be a fun series. I'm gonna, I am gonna predict that the Bruins will go in here and upset the Carolina Hurricanes on uh, tomorrow. Yeah, on tomorrow, it's on, on Saturday. Tomorrow, yeah. Some great game, some great hockey tomorrow, man. Yeah, tomorrow, Thanks, tomorrow we see the the Kings and the Oilers. The Kings and the Oilers is the other game seven. I want to touch on quick before we, uh, I don't, before we get too close on time here. Um, the, the Oilers uh, are looking good, man. The Oilers came back and forced the game seven last night. Uh, that game, I think, will be Sunday, right? I'm not, or is it Monday? I'm not positive. Tomorrow. tomorrow. Oh, they're playing game seven tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. All right. My bad. Um, again, very even series. Edmonton, uh, I think the Kings were the last team to get in in the West. And, and Edmonton's been a little bit reborn here. And this has been a fun series. And I think it, I think it's, it would be good for hockey, again, if Edmonton goes deep into the playoffs here as well. Yeah, um, uh, they got a good mix of players there. Um, uh, to play the Kings, I think it's to, a little bit to their advantage. Uh, but then they, 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 they didn't. They, it took them the last few games to get back into the game, right? So, um, like, I, I, I like that that they that, that they 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 were able to to get back into the series. So, um, and stay for elimination. So, it's going to be good. It's going to be a good matchup for sure. And uh, welcome to Jim Beringer hey, from, uh, from uh, the preform mentioned uh, full press hockey. I uh, alluded to his article. Get there and read it and read it on TGI Sports Talk. I'll get it up there this morning. I promise, Jim. Uh, but welcome in this morning. And we'll have Jim on Sunday morning to kind of dive into more of this uh, in depth. Man, there's nobody knows more about hockey than Jim Beringer. I love I love having Jim on. He's talking about Dallas. Was the last time I'm not sure where that comment came from. Maybe you remember uh, Kings took some time, but got help from Vegas struggling. I guess it was. Uh, the can, maybe he's elaborating here. Oilers Kings team that has scored the first has won every game. That's an interesting uh, stat yeah. right there. I, was, I saw that earlier. Yeah, get out fast Saturday. So thanks for your input there, Jim. Um, let's see what else. What I want to touch on here. Why don't you know, Trotz getting fired? Here. Go ahead. Go ahead. You jump to anywhere you want. Trots getting fired. Let's jump to Trots getting fired because I know that you want to talk about this. I mean, he's only one of the, you know, I think he's the third all-time winning coach in NHL history, so he's not very good. I get that. I never said he wasn't good. He's just not, <laughs> well, you know. He's, he's not just, good. You know, he's too passive, man. Like, uh, he's a great coach. Um, if New Jersey wants to pick him up, pick him up or any other team want to pick him up to build a team, fine. Uh, but – he might be a good team builder, but you know you don't you can't just build a team in in, in NHL. You got to go out there and win them. And the 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 set of plays that he just you know the the way he likes to play, like you have to have the players to that fit that mold, right? The play doesn't fit the players. The players have to fit the mold, and that's not a way to to win in in any sport. Now you gotta you gotta play to your players' advantage, and he doesn't uh-huh. do that. He does not. Um, he hasn't done it. And um, well, where were the Islanders before Barry Trotz got there? They were they were on the up. Uh, you were. know they were they weren't great, but they were on the up. And you know, like 
yeah, maybe he he took them to the playoffs, but he 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 wasn't going to get them a championship, you know. Um, Look, to, to me, and and you know, he, him and Lou, Lou Lamarillo come in here and they built this team up, and they, this was a disappointing season, no doubt about it. But mm-hmm. and and I don't know, Jim may or may not agree with me here. I know I'm sure we'll see some comments here, um, and if not, we'll get into it more Sunday. But you know, to me, this is more Lou again, similar to the Knicks situation, and and the trigger didn't get pulled on Tibbs, at least not yet, and I don't think it will now. Um, it's a similar situation to Lou Lamarillo not taking his own responsibility and putting it all in a coach and and jettisoning again one of who, a guy who, by the way, will have a, a a job about five minutes after the Stanley Cup playoffs are over. I mean, I think he saw the light when when. When he was when he wasn't around and they and they and they won like three or four games of time being around trots this this past year, uh, season. I mean, like so like you can win with these guys. Um that's an interesting comparison from Alan. It's a show alter discussion. Uh Lou is a product of the Gar Snow players. He moved uh, toes and Letty out. Okay. Um Again, the you know, like, I don't see again, my, 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 and again, this is kind of like the Tibbs conversation for me. When you fire a guy, to me, you got to have somebody better to bring in. And right. I don't think and there's a better coach for the Islanders than Barry Trotz right now. No, but if, if you don't bring somebody who, who has that great experience in, then you bring somebody new who, who will give you young players a, a, a new, you know, a new perspective, a new, a, a new way a new idea of, of just trying to get the wins down. Right. Cause yeah. the last thing you want is, is the, to have these players not play at a high perform, you know, at a high level and to their abilities, man, you know, and trots when he was out, you know, the assistant took over and he won two games like, and the, and the coach and, and just the coach not being there, the team just looked different, you know? So, yeah, Juan Murillo probably got excited and was like, listen, if we could get that out of our players with Trotz not being there, maybe he's not that that important. And to be honest with you, he's not that important if he's not – he might get you to the playoffs, but he's not going to help you win because he's not getting the attributes out of you. you know I got to tell you, I gotta tell you I, for Jim, I've never seen Jim with such rapid-fire comments. It's almost like having Carlos Chavez here in the, in the, in the room commenting. Jim is obviously all over Lou Lamarillo here. He's trying to rebuild the, the New Jersey Devils uh, – trap defense and having a defensive move the puck and all that other nonsense that nonsense it was very successful at the time but the game's changed a bit and and i think uh the game may have passed lou lamarillo by and he he better make the right coach selection because if they don't succeed after firing barry trotz then i gotta believe lou lamarillo is the next guy to go uh, yeah and they, they need to bring somebody like who just you know who just retired who, who, out of who, hockey like a few years ago and is, is, isn't get, getting into coaching who you know who, who might have a, a, a an idea of like you know being 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 uh being in this new type of offense that the NHL plays you know yeah good stuff so anyway we'll talk more about this topic on Sunday with Jim uh, for sure and Carlos I know you'll be able to kind of uh, jump in with your opinions then as well there's some other uh, let's actually I want to go back to the NBA because uh, I want to talk a little bit about some of the coaching openings there. Uh, some very interesting. Um, I don't think anybody wants to Lakers job. <laughs> well, that's where I was going to start. It's interesting. They're interviewing like everybody under the sun. You know, Mark Jackson, I think, and Kenny Atkinson were the last couple guys to come in. Kenny Atkinson, the former former Nets coach, and and Mark Jackson. I think I think he's. I don't know if it's you or somebody else. Somebody loved Mark Jackson. Tell me uh, Mark Jackson. Uh, we've talked to on the show. I personally think that Quinn Snyder is going to end up with this job. I think Quinn Snyder may step down. He's not going to get fired in Utah, but I think he may step down and and look to move up, if you will, I guess, really down when you look at it, mm-hmm. uh, to the Lakers job. I think he'd be a great fit there. Um, any thoughts? I mean, there are there must be 20 guys rumored for this job. I mean, like even Shaquille said he'll, he'll take Rivers, the, by the way. Even Shaquille O'Neal said he'll take the he'll take the coaching job if they paid him. Hundred million. <laughs> Who said that? Oh, Shaq. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Look, I mean, the, the Lakers are in more trouble than just finding a coach, right? And the biggest yeah, problem definitely. they have is that they're not going to be able to move their players that 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 are get, causing them issues, right? Well, maybe what they should do is not let the players dictate what the roster should look like. I mean, this disaster really for the Lakers was 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 uh, predicated on the fact that they they let uh, Davis and LeBron 
tell them how to build a roster, bring in Westbrook. That wasn't the plan until they said do that. And it worked out disastrously, those three guys playing together. Here, I was I was just contemplating how, how do you fix that? Look, are you the Lakers? Do you give up Davis and and Russell Westbrook for Embiid and Tobias to Philly? Yeah. In a heartbeat. And Harden and throwing in Harden. And no, I don't want Harden. I don't want Harden. Not a phone Lakers fan. I don't know. Harden you know what I'm saying? Like that's the only the only way is to make some huge move like that to to alleviate what the Lakers are gonna go have to go through with Davis and and and, Res- and Westbrook. Like Yeah. I mean the, the people they, they've interviewed for this job though, you know, none of them said, you know, if I'm a, Yan- a Laker fan, none of them really light my fire a whole lot. Terry Stotts, Jackson, and Atkinson are, are, are the only guys with any head coaching experience. Now, I don't even think Atkinson would take that Lakers job, to be honest with you. No? Interesting. I mean, he'll get a job again somewhere. He did a great job with that, and he got royally screwed, uh, I guess, by Kevin Durant, if you want to go that far. But I don't uh, know about that. I mean, that that, that team was, was um, in the midst of, of getting – blown up anyways because of money and um like you know that was a that was a bad move in all in all sides for them so yeah yes that was the guy i was trying to think of they wanted to bring in DeRozan rather than westbrook and and lebron uh nixed it so scott brooks uh, it brings up a point let me i'll run a couple names by you and give me a yay or nay you think they should they should be considered for the next Coach, here's some names that are rumored. They haven't interviewed, obviously, because some of them have got other jobs. Former NBA head, head coach Scott Brooks, I say no. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex Jensen, who is a jazz assistant, I say no. Quinn Snyder, I say yes. Maybe. Mike Brown already got a job, so mm-hmm. if it's the same Mike Brown, I think he just got the Sacramento job Sacramento, here. Yep. Jawan Howard. Ooh, interesting. And In L.A.? Uh, for the L.A. job, yeah. Maybe in the NBA, but I don't. I don't feel like he he'll do well in LA. I don't feel like he's leaving Michigan actually. Um, and Doc Rivers, I think Doc Rivers is. Doc a, Rivers is, return to LA. Somebody to keep an eye on here, as I said before, when things start to struggle, Doc looks to kind of move to a different situation. And, and again, uh, everything in Philly is not his fault. So if he leaves right. there, there's nothing on him, right? Um. Mike Brown getting the job at Sacramento. I mean, Mike Brown's been around, and I, I, this is not a very inspiring choice if I'm a Kings fan either. I mean, oh, they were looking man. at Mark Jackson. They were looking at Mike D'An- D'Antonio, which I don't think Mike Mike's had his chances. I don't even think he needs another job. And then a bunch of assistants around in the league. Uh, uh, I mean, Charles Lee, Will Hardy, who are going to be mentioned with pretty much every job. But is, is, is anybody excited about the Sacramento Kings hiring Mike? Mike Brown, Sacramento Kings got to be one of the most loaded rosters in the NBA that haven't really been able to get over a hump. And interestingly enough, these are the only two jobs that are open right now in the NBA. Uh, will there be more or not? What are your thoughts? As we um, wrap up, I hope the Knicks get somebody. <laughs> uh, it's not happening. If Tibbs is getting fired, he's getting fired already. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like Tibbs might leave on his on this accord. Like you know, if you you don't get on the players that he he needs, I, I feel like he might just leave himself. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he might. I mean, I'm not saying he won't. I don't think he's leaving this year, though. Again, there's no there's no place for him to go. He's not getting offered the Lakers job. I don't think. I think that's he doesn't. The way um, he coaches, man, I, I tell you, he he does. He should go go with coaching the NCAA, man. <laughs> You're never gonna love tips. Well, I like him, is, man. He's a good player coach. He's just not a good basketball coach for the NBA. Well, how about we hold again, just like we talked about with the Devils? Why don't we hold? Uh, Leon Rose accountable for what he's done to that roster over two years. He's not improved it. He destroyed the team chemistry. Yeah, I mean, well, I listen. I I didn't like I didn't like any of those pickups for the Knicks at all. You know, management wise and coaching wise, and even the players. I'm like, as a Knicks fan, I'm just like, what what are they doing over there? Just you know, I just felt like a free for all, man. Yeah. Uh, OKC. Uh, I think that job will stay filled as well. Yeah. OKC's look uh, good. And the Thunder have two lottery picks. Good point, Alan. Your team could rebound here uh, uh, soon. So Rebound? They're not doing bad. <laughs> All right. Any last comments before we wrap it up here tonight, Carlos, or today? Sorry. Yeah, just keep your TV on after 4 o'clock, and you're going to watch a ton of playoff games, right? Oh, my God. Between basketball and hockey, wall-to-wall hockey tomorrow. So, guys, enjoy it. 
Uh, and uh, we'll see you Sunday morning with the Sunday stream of consciousness. I'm sure Carlos will bang in to talk a little when Jim Barringer comes in to talk about the NHL playoffs, and we'll welcome that. And we'll see you uh, see you later. Catch this at 12 on Roku. You guys have a great weekend. With the Mad New Yorker for TGI Sports Talks. Are you serious? Right here on the Northeast Streaming Sports Network. Take a quick look at this. Uh, uh, one more time, I'll play the Dream Ride experience, and we'll catch you on the other side. Take care. Have a good one, guys. The Hometown Foundation is excited to bring back the Dream Ride Experience, August 26th to the 28th at Connecticut's Farmington Polo Club. Join us in celebrating the accomplishments of our Dream Riders while enjoying live music, a car and motorcycle show, family fun zone, pet adoptions, canine demonstrations, the Fireman's Chili Cook-Off, and much, much more. Get your tickets today.